If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a Joke Festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream. And their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their Oregon strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe Oregon strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I got to go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products, and the brand is farmer-owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better, and that is... Eat more Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter, I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's Peanut Butter Cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold, and often in my pantry, because I love these. It's like Fight Club. But for kids, we saw Drop Dead Fred, so you know what that means. not be more thrilled to be here tonight to talk to you about a movie called Drop Dead Fred. A movie that has caused the most controversy that we've ever had in the How Did This Get Made universe. When this was announced, people were like, how could you? How dare you? I never have been more insulted in my life. But you know what? After watching the movie, I think you're all wrong. Um, the movie is simply about a... <laughs> I don't even know. I would say not young. Not old. 
like a 26-year-old woman whose imaginary friend comes back to torture her. That's all you really need to know if you've not seen the movie. <laughs> and it's dark. It's very dark. And when you think it got really dark, they save some shit at the end to be like, it gets you. It get, like, whew, fucking watching Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Um, but tonight to dissect this movie, we have an amazing group of people. Of course, my excellent co-host. Please welcome Mr. Jason Manzoukas. What's up, jerks? How we doing, LA? Welcome, Jason. Thank you, John. Um, Drop Dead Fred, did you see it in the theater? Never seen this movie. For real, I've never seen this movie. I have long known what it was. I knew what the concept was, never seen it. Yeah. I knew there was this controversy about us choosing it, and I'm here to say, hot take, I love this movie. I love this movie. This movie gets it. Wow. A divided... Boom! A divided I... crowd. Well, guess what? You're going to have a companion in love. Uh, buddy. Because... Let's get it going. Our next... I've got takes for days. It is a movie worth dissecting. I mean, I don't even know if we have enough time before I they kick us out. I cried at the end of the movie. I cried tears for my lost childhood at the end of this movie. Somehow I will end up talking about this movie in therapy. I, what is going on? I am shocked. I am speechless. And I'm going to bring out another defender of this film. A person who said, this is her favorite movie. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Miss June Dan Rapio! How are you, June? Hi, Paul. How are you? Good, thank you. June, you were the reason that we have not done this movie earlier. I spoke about it to you about a year and a half ago. I said, I think we're going to do Drop Dead Fred. And you go, oh, how could you? <laughs> the movie's perfect. It's my favorite movie. I, I wanted to recuse myself from tonight's podcast taping because this is truly one of my favorite motion pictures. And I want to spend some time once we introduce our guests talking about what this movie means to me. What it now means to me. What it now means to Jason. Like, I feel like I have finally become a woman. I saw this movie when I was 11 years old. Ooh. 
This movie is why I wanted to pursue a career in acting. That's true. Without this film, you would not have seen me in NBC's Animal Practice. Um, other guest star roles I've done. There was Do you a, want a list a starting with, with under fives and then gr- there was gr- I did one episode of a show called Free Agents okay. starring Katherine Hahn. Great show. Hank and Azaria. Hank Azaria. Azaria. My episode did not air. Okay. Huh. Um, I was in a movie called Going the Distance. Drew with Barrymore, Drew Barrymore Justin and Justin Long. Long at a small none of role. this. None of this would, would have happened. happened. If not for Drop Dead Fred. Wow. Big words, big words. Well, <laughs> it's just true. So happy to have a guest that I feel is worthy of this conversation. A guest who has uh, simply been a How Did This Get Made All Star. She's been on the show numerous times. Uh, always has a, an amazing point of view. The host of her own podcast called Bitch Sesh. She also is one of the stars of Black Monday, and she was on Happy Endings. And marry me, please welcome Casey Wilson. Casey, welcome. Thank you for having me on this important night. Um, any opening thoughts on Drop Dead Fred? Did you see it first time, long time? What are you? First time I've seen it, and I will be honest, I love doing this podcast so much, but I feel angry. I feel very angry that I was made to watch what I found to be the most annoying. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. It's like the North, the South, again, we're divided down the center. Well, Northerners, here we go. No, Northerners are here. (laughs) Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's dig into it it because you fools are about to get schooled. Honestly, you really are. All right, June, get into it. You lead us off. So this (laughs) movie is about women misbehaving. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it truly is it is about things the, the little girl is a little girl and she is incentivized towards mischief which it's is about delightful. a pedophile <laughs> wow 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 no it is not why is this man, only weird old men with young children? I had an imaginary friend who was age appropriate and not a perv. I think that's... Two upskirt shots in this movie. Okay, so this, that's what I want to say. That's what I, uh, I, I, I liked that this movie is about... This little girl um, not being able to experience loss and grief and all the traumas of childhood and what she feels about her mother. I thought her mom was nice. Me too! Me too! I'm dead. Finally! Finally! I'm I'm not alone! Loved her! Loved her! What I would have given for that mother! What? Wait. What? 
That what are you talking was about? nice. What are she you talking was about? nice. Casey, you're my friend. Are you insane? The mom is a sociopath. What? What? The you mother. Wrong? The mother blames the daughter. Who blames at the end? Who blames the daughter? You're the reason he left. This mother was a piece of shit. At the end... Fred saved that little girl's life. Yes! But let me be clear. Fred didn't do jack shit. That girl saved her own life. Yeah, Fred Fred's, is a projection of herself. Well, and by Fred the way, is not that is the most person. beautiful thing. We're talking at the same time now, Jason. We're on the same team. Let's not forget that. We're on the I same have, team, man. Can we got to talk over here. Yeah, we got to talk over this. For those okay. of you listening at home, okay. 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 We everyone has been we out of their chairs multiple times. Jason and June have left the stage. They're still talking on mic. We got this. We got this. We're back. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're okay. So, if you, you just know want when to people look- are wrong and they have to get a lot of energy going. June, can I talk to you over here for a second? These motherfuckers okay, deserve this. These motherfuckers are pushing my last button. Okay, we gotta go out there and just stay cool, though. Okay, 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 okay let's go. They're, okay, they're gonna see. So anyway, the mom only reveals herself to be slightly problematic at the very last moments of the movie. Um, here's what I'm going to say. This girl, the first time we oh, see her... Oh, are we her, still doing the show? <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. The girl, the first moment we see the girl, she's in bed. The mom is telling her a bedtime story. And the girl goes... Marsha oh. Mason, one of the all-time greats, playing yes. the mother. Yes. And she's wonderful, and we can agree We can that. agree. The goodbye girl, she's, she's incredible. She's a wonderful actress. Phenomenal. And she says, uh, the girl, young Phoebe Cates... What a pile of shit. Um, which, at, at which point I was like, now I understand why this movie is beloved by so many people who were young when this movie came out. Okay. Because it gave kids license, I'm assuming young girls license, to be like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I this, get to be bad. This is, I get to be bad, I get to participate in bad things. Because the movie is about misbehaving, acting out, and it's about being horny for the first time. And that's what? huge What part is it about that? It's about, horny for the first time? I mean, like, that's, to me, or not maybe for the first time, but it's about, like, it's, this movie is fucking horny. Yes. Everybody's say, talking about sex and how long it lasts and all this stuff. Yes, and if you watch the movie in your reading, which is the... the horny version? Yes, and also, Fred is a projection of herself. She is, is he? excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. We're back, baby. We're back. If you look, if you read it in the sort of psychoanalytical way, I actually think it's meant to be viewed. It is a return to self. She meets herself at the end of the movie. Well, I don't like who she met. And it's and it's about. It's also about the it's also about the tension and the need for daughters to break from their mothers. And this is a very difficult thing that she struggles with obviously into adulthood in an inappropriate way, but it is about the idea of being able to misbehave and get free from the gravitational pull okay, of this woman. Okay, and the beautiful choice, excuse me, that they June. make at the end. I'm sorry, June, I'm getting upset again. You got okay, this, right, guys. Right, right, can, you <laughs> can you let June talk? Take a breath. Can you let June talk? Casey. Up. 
Casey, can you let June talk? Can June talk, Casey? The beautiful choice they make at the end of the movie is to actually not villainize the mother and to not make that moment where she says goodbye to her mom and, and breaks away from her finally a joke. And they don't make you feel... Um, like she's rude to her or mean to her. She there says, is an act of forgiveness in what she says, which is you should find a friend. Get and a it's friend. so beautifully done. All right, go ahead, Casey. But here, here's, can I, <laughs> go by ahead. the way, I want to just flawless. talk about one thing. That was Don't you flawless. think he brainwashed her? Don't you think Fred brainwashed her? Fred he, doesn't exist. Remember, no, Fred he does. does not exist. Then how did so he wait, jump how into is the he other gets, girl? How is he with the other girl? What? How's How he, he with the other girl at the end? Because he's still in Phoebe Cates' mind as when she sees that little girl misbehaving. Let's foundationally, let's foundationally approach this. Right. Do you guys believe this is a movie in which the character of Fred is a physical being in the world? No. No, but here's what I think the so movie posits. So where does Fred come this, from? This is what I think it posits, okay? I think this movie posits there's a world of imaginary friends because they all know each other, they all saw each other in that world. Well, you and have then to clap. Like, and yeah, then, we all you, saw thank that. You, but thank you, thank you. Here's the thing. Wait, hold on, let me, just, let me just finish my thought. And, <laughs> and they are doled out to other people. And the reason why Fred has not been doled out to somebody else is because he's been trapped in that jack-in-the-box. But... In the real world, they but are just when, constantly At the pushed. end of the movie, we find that it's not Fred who's trapped in the box. It is she that is taken okay, to I the Okay, I want to say, I love all of both she of your ideas. She is Fred. She is not Fred. She, she is, is Fred. Fred. No, she is Fred not. Is a manifestation, Fred is a manifestation of her id, her uncontrolled, unbridled impulses. Okay, I agree. Jason and Jean, Jason. With what you're both saying, however, Great. Don't it's talk the worst them, right? execution. We win. It's the worst execution of that idea I've ever yes. seen. Yes, it's Awful. confusing. I don't want to watch that. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know what Fred is not? Beetlejuice. Funny. Fred. I disagree. I'll tell Fred you what I do whoa. think. Wow. Worst I think Fred is too Beetlejuice. Fred is not Beetlejuice because only she can see Fred, period. Okay, she but I wanted see... to see Michael Keaton in that role. I mean, you are, wow, wow. Guys, wait a minute. I'm sorry. This I'm genuinely gonna, asking. You fight. liked that actor? Loved him. I love that and actor. And I was attracted to him many times. Robin. Many times during that movie. Robin Williams turned this part down. I get it. I get, I wrote this is a Robin Williams riff, which and, I'm okay and, with. And Rick, uh, the star of this movie, Rick, turned down the sequel, and Jim Carrey was attached, and the studio went belly up. Um, but here's my question <laughs> about oh, this. Guys, I'm having a great time. I'm having I've already the best, lost my voice. I'm having the best time. The show has just begun, and I have a headache. I, 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 know I, have a, I know I've been screaming because okay. I have a headache You know why already. I was screaming? Because that actor screamed every line and I felt like I was in a hell of my own making and it's just continued into the podcast. Just yelling. Here, here's what I would say about this character and I want to talk about how it, it kind of is problematic <laughs> towards women. Every man in the movie says, oh, that's a girly thing, that's a girly thing, that's a girly thing. Even uh, Drop Dead Fred's like, girly, oh, he's a girl, he's a girl. He vilifies women 
and he vilifies the mother, calls her like a mega bitch, and then later on, he calls like the nanny a mega bitch. And I'm like, fucking Fred is a misogynist. No, well, I have, I, I have to disagree because Again, I believe, exist. I believe those lines are written by Phoebe That's Cates' correct. character. That's her own internalized Every time Fred talks, that's her saying, you're a mega bitch. That's her saying those things. Then how does She's Fred making the, the mud other, pie. Then how does she Fred sunk the, the boat. She wanted to do that. She what? Sunk that boat. Yeah. Yes. She's acting out. She's a sunk yes. Wait. Wow. We win! We won! We won! Drop dead Fred! Drop dead Fred! Drop dead Fred! I'm sorry, I just had to walk off the stage for a second. And she did I not couldn't find Paul. <laughs> did not want to sink that boat. What purpose would she want to sink that boat? Her good friend, Carrie Fisher, who's having a very age-appropriate relationship with a, a young man. Here's the thing. Here's as, the thing. As Phoebe Cates also having... I bet I did the research, by the way. Phoebe Cates uh, right now is 55. Tim Matheson's 71. That is a giant age difference of her, uh, of her man to be, and I don't think they make much of that. Well, he is a villain. He's like the villain of the... He's, a, he's bad for her. I was attracted to him. Who? Wait... There, what? Her husband? Her ex-husband? Her husband. Charlie, yeah. you're attracted to Charlie? Oh, Casey. He was, yeah. So Casey, he's basic. trash. He's a trash person. June was attracted to Fred. I was. Yes, which is Fred to say she was attracted to Phoebe Cates. That's correct. And I was also attracted to Phoebe Cates. So was she I. looking okay. great. I love Phoebe Cates, but I found this performance so expressionless, and don't try to tell me that was the role, because I still have to watch something with my eyeballs. So you're telling me that the scene with her in the restaurant where she's doing that brilliant physical comedy. Yes. Oh my God, yes. June. Yes, June. Brilliant. Yes, June. Yes, June. Brilliant physical comedy. Okay, this uh, is... A, and honestly, ask. what I want to say right now is I'm pretty sure I've based every performance, every instinct, every... Okay. Everything. So that, this is that a movie, this movie. is a moody, a movie of muted expressions, right? Because everyone is muted. Like, she's like, Carrie Fisher, oh yeah, my, my invisible friend's back. And she's like, oh, okay. Uh, and this guy's like, I love the way you sink a houseboat. Everyone has nothing. Okay, not dead, dead, this is what dead, I... Dead, dead. This everyone is what is I dead. think. I feel like... This, in the movie, the movie is, it is, it's really hard because Phoebe Cates, in the scenes, I feel like with um, uh, Carrie Fisher and that, yeah. it is a story about mental illness, essentially. It's yes, a story. she is not well. Carrie she, Fisher she, is treating her Jason. like she's mentally ill. I mean, she is not well. Phoebe Cates is not a no well, well person. I agree. Phoebe she wears Cates, that house dress to bed. She, she... <laughs> Because her mother dresses like not like that. Yes. Her mother dresses very uh, uh, nicely. Uh, like, yes, and and Phoebe Cates <laughs> is still dressing like a little girl. Oh, look at this! <laughs> she, the mother, assumes that Phoebe Cates has dragged shit all over the floor. Phoebe Cates did do that. Okay, sure. Phoebe Cates but, but did put but, shit on the and, rug. And the mother goes like this. The mother, who is a caring mother, is like. Okay, I gotta clean this up. Um, because she wasn't that bad. Yeah, because she wasn't that bad. The mother, the and mother and was bad. And when they gave her the medication, mother... the mother said, "Does that have side effects?" I thought that was nice. 
I, the only problem with the mother is she brought her to a child psychologist. Honestly, I I'm suspect. worried. You, I'm honestly worried about the, both of them. And now, Jason, I feel sad. I don't feel as angry. I'm starting to feel upset and How sad How did they not get them. this? What is going on? I don't on know, here? but you have the to question their own relationships. <laughs> okay, we, we might have to fight them. Okay, let's go. And just, again, just be cool. Be, be cool. cool. Be Welcome back. Welcome back, uh, Jason and June. Oh, boy. No, are we still doing the show? So you, so you think that Phoebe Cates wants to look up her mother's crotch and see cobwebs yes, or I do. see no underwear? Yes, yes, I do. Because I think, I, that's, do. I think that when you're that little girl is the insult you say to your mother. Nobody wants you. You're old. You're dried up. You're, you're all the things. By the way, that man that she was married to was a bad man. Where's the sympathy for her? He barely was a parent. He was the one that was like, shouldn't we let her indulge in her fantasy life? And the mom was like, no fantasy life for you. You ruined everything. You're a trash kid. That was at the end. It doesn't mean when you say something at the end of the movie, that doesn't mean it's just occurred to you. That's your character's truth throughout. Great job, Jason. Oh, guys, this great. show might be the last episode of this podcast. <laughs> I just want to let the audience know, you know, we were all together backstage and we actually had a very pleasant, I, I did not know this was going to happen. I'm really quite stunned. We all sat backstage. I wrote we more laughing, notes for this we movie talking. than any movie in history. I, I was going to read my notes, but it all says, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. This is astoundingly bad. 53 minutes left. I'm in hell. You I wrote, I wrote Phoebe Cates is a lifeless doll. Fred is an abuser. Gladiola's what I wrote, the fuck? I wrote, Fred doesn't help her. Fred doesn't help her. And why does she kiss Fred in the end? Ew. What I'll was going on? What the fuck? And don't try to say should, she I'm married sorry, herself. Should she not develop a sexual relationship with herself? That's Ew. the first person. Are we not interested in her having a sexual, sexual relationship with, with herself? She should find her body does, sexy. All Fred does is fuck her up. At every given point. All she does is no, fuck Jason. herself up. So I wrote my note, my notes, my notes were all long. Okay, this wait, movie I... is a fantasy for little girls. It allows them to be disrespectful and bad, especially towards their mothers, and is also super horny. Save it. <laughs> save it for your medium post. Ugh. You guys seem awfully caught up in the message and what's under this terrible movie. I was shocked it was there. Yeah. I was shocked I was, that was what was the content. I thought this was going to be Problem Child with an imaginary yeah. friend. Oh, that just, was so much smarter. Just Dennis it's the so Menace style hijinks. And it wasn't because all of Fred's hijinks are to get her to a place where she can make this break. And I, that was interesting. I'm going to tell you the best acting in this movie was the little girl version of Phoebe Cates. When, Amazing. when she steals herself like... When the mom's like, I'm going to fucking kill Fred. She's like, face covered in whatever shit she had on it. She's like, okay, and, you're going to kill my friend. And it was like, I've never seen a little kid take in like, we're going to kill somebody. Yeah. We're going to kill your friend. Fuck and, old Yeller. This was real acting. And, okay. and then she got up yeah. and cleaned up those fucking frosted flakes. Imagine, and you're telling me 
that the mother saying that is evidence of her being a good mother. Look, if you do, the, if you open this again, I'm going to kill him. That's a good mother to you? She was Question the mark. House. No, thank you. She was a terror. Okay, I just want to know, just from a comedic perspective, okay? Let's, put aside... <laughs> Let's talk about the comedy. You think sure. I'm scared to talk about the comedy? Let's I will. fucking talk about it. June I'm ready. And I lo- Here's the thing. June and I, we love talking about Let's comedy. Do it. Okay, okay. Then let's, right. let's start. So Fred is her. Okay, I'll go with that. Fred's her. Let's talk Fred about the comedy. Fred wants to push her to be a little, you know, a little more daring. Why was every single thing at 100 out of 1 to 10 of disgustingness, anger? It was so loud. It was horrible. I didn't have one ha huh, the whole movie. Well, that makes me feel sad for you. Yeah. Let's play. Play. I don't know. Here's the thing. If you're the kind of person that is attracted to Charlie, was, uh, if you're the kind of person that's attracted to Charlie, you wouldn't understand why Fred is so funny. <laughs> You're trying to tell me that You're when she You're a Charlie puts, girl. We're Fred girls. <laughs> yeah. When she puts the napkin on her face and then pulls it down and says, peekaboo? You didn't... <laughs> that was cute. What? That was cute. Hilarious. All right, well, look... When she's I, I, shaking the water glass like that, I've never okay, seen... Okay, but what's funny about the guy being like, you're crazy. Like, there was no reality that, to be no, found. Nobody in this movie treated her like a real person. If you were to reveal that she was in a padded cell and everything was imagined... That would have been great. Movie. That would have been great. Oh, why? <laughs> why? Because that. the act... Are you positing, Paul, that the act of growing from childhood to adulthood and the complex feelings that it brings out makes one insane? Uh, she was throwing, through throwing pasta. Oh yeah, she's really growing because all people who have fun throw pasta in restaurants. Restaurants that are oddly in a mall. He hit her in the face. <laughs> he hit her in the face with a shovel. Numerous times. What was funny about it? Talk what? about that's like the, the funniest. And he's. I just want. I want to hear because we, we're getting to this idea of is she Fred? <laughs> so we're gonna watch a scene where Fred meets all the invisible friends. Uh, and I want you to kind of tell me what you think is happening here. Okay. This is a lot of comedy. So we're getting to see all the friends, all the different ones. Turn around, ones. June. Watching it on the computer. Um, we have a guy, in, all old, all older men, no women. They're all... No one's coming. <laughs> they, and they all are the exact same energy. There is a woman who enters. Oh, yes. This is it. This is kind of the, the comedy. This is the comedy June is enjoying. I don't hear people laughing out there. This isn't the funniest scene, but I okay. think... Okay. So now when Phoebe Cates looks at the scene, she only sees Fred solo. Right. Oh, that's but funny. But Fred is seeing all the other people. But you're saying that Fred is a manifestation of Phoebe Cates, but yet Fred... So then Fred has imaginary friends on top of it? Play it again. Play it again. I think every manifest... I think if you're going to say that um, these are... Um, uh, I'm trying to draw the... the um, what's, what's the movie called? Jason, you Monsters seem a bit Inc. Monsters right. Inc., right? Yes. So Monsters, Inc. is a thing that, like, right? Yes. The kids can see the monsters, but adults can't see the I monsters. I only saw Monsters University. No big deal. 
Oh, which is the first? <laughs> no, you're Monsters right. Monsters Inc. is right. first. Okay, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I understand what you're saying, that Fred does, if Fred is a manifestation of Phoebe Cates, he doesn't have a point of view right. himself that referenced that he can see. And there is certainly magical realism to the movie. I do believe the intention of a Fred is meant to be a representation of her id. I know what you're saying, but, but I still think... But you guys, think, it's a movie. I don't think that... <laughs> Now when who's we, sounding like an Amazon five-star review? Now it's a movie. When we talk about children's imaginary friends, I don't think we ever think those are real things. But those are manifestations Phoebe, of the children's. But point why of view. doesn't Phoebe Cates see all the imaginary friends then? Because she would be those imagining. kids came up with all of them, right? But then that means that Fred lives in a world that's like Monsters Inc. I think that's like yes. I think there is a, and that's why he's able to transfer listen, himself to guys, the other girl. It's a big budget comedy. They're going to take some budget? liberty. It's not that big of a budget. They're going to take liberties where they need to. By the to. way, they spent all the money and I loved every I minute loved of all it. the choices. Uh, the, budget, the, house, the budget, by the way, is $6.7 million. $6.7. We did the movie Deadfall on the podcast. That was a $10 million movie. Um, but yeah, 6.7. Wow. Small budget movie. Well, then they did a great job with what they had. <laughs> <laughs> I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes. That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect, but also on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah, Save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice, plus visit your in-laws, plus venture into the wilderness, plus wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with free delivery, perfect for ordering new remote batteries or coffee when somebody finishes it without telling you. And then, you know, eat all your snacks that you have stored in the back of that pantry for movie night. How dare they? Plus, you can actually even save on the actual movies with a Paramount Plus subscription. Stream Top Gun Maverick plus Mean Girls plus Jack Reacher plus so much more because savings is what this whole Walmart Plus membership is all about anyways. Members save on gas plus free delivery plus Paramount Plus, plus so much more. Start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions, $35 order minimum, Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, 
That's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right, for award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this: it's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when I. I'm on tour. When I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24/7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/bonkers. That's simplysafe.com/bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Jason and June, I'm going to ask you one more time. Yes. And I want you to be honest and don't try to do this for them. Sure. I, I could Casey? give a fuck about them. Casey, this do you want to go over there with us? I want Casey, you, you want to look at me and answer this. Yes. You found, don't, I don't want to hear about id. I don't want to hear about childhood friend. You found the actor playing Fred <laughs> to be funny and good. Casey? Yes. yes. <laughs> Casey, I enjoy. Listen, did Love everything him. land? Was it the most hilarious? No, no but but, he was, but he, I could also see that. Was I don't it think multifaceted. This, was it multi-layered? Did I he have think different, this movie is yes. for kids. Really? He I think this movie is for younger people. Any different mode, but scream. I disagree. Let me do this. It's the kids Who movie. Loved this movie when they were a kid. Now I have a question for you. As adults, do you think this is a kids movie? No. This is a movie, this is an adult movie or, that has elements of I, a... What's yeah, interesting? I don't know that it's a kid's movie. I disagree with you there, Jason. Perhaps. And I'm scared to break ties with you because it's don't really it's it. dangerous up we here. We can be individuals. We are stronger apart as well as together. Okay, great. No, I wrote, who is this movie for? I'm, I'm genuinely appositing that. I will. I agree with that because the movie is overtly sexual in a way that I actually was like, I like that this movie is making dirty jokes for Me too. for like younger You're people. Bare male ass. I'm by the way good. I don't understand. We live in a world where kids no. can't see or hear anything. This movie has people. Fred makes jokes about people dying, death. Fred makes jokes about sex. Things that kids are obsessed with and worried about is what Fred talks about. That's why he's documented. I think that's why he talks about only. You're gross. acting like this is being there or something. <laughs> I wish Hal Ashby had made yeah, this if movie. If Hal Ashby was playing Fred, I would feel very Listen, differently. Listen, here's what I want to say about Fred's performance. And by the way, R.I.P. Rest in peace. Yes. yes. Rest in peace. May he rest. Smattering Rick of Mayall, who, by the way, is Fred. Amazing one. The young ones. Young ones. Is, yeah. Great. Yes. Ooh. Oh, so, only a smatter. And by the way, one? Rick Mayall also on Casey and I's side because when they want him for a sequel, he's like, uh, no. He saw it. He goes, he was what like, the fuck? Yeah, no thank you. Adios. I don't know. I think he thought, I did it. I did it. I think his performance was wonderful and brave and committed. And I thought he acted with the young Phoebe Cates beautifully and the older Phoebe Cates beautifully. And every moment is not going to be perfect and like wrapped up in a perfect little <laughs> joke for you guys. 
With your little okay? perfect jokes? Yeah, where you can recognize everything and point to the equation of comedy. Yeah. It's not about that. X plus Y it's equals It's not about that. So what did, he's did doing, really, though, is did, something very realized, <laughs> very um, courageous, mm-hmm. and it sometimes fails. Preach. You know, June, I feel sad that you can't see this as a grown woman. Wow. Wow. hate to say that but you know like see it with fresh eyes because then I understand where you're coming from it's how I am with Clue and I think that's a good movie but you're like Clue? but that inspired me for comedy it's her favorite movie Clue is a good movie Clue is the movie that has the line I was never in Sumatra that Clue? of course is there a line in Clue as searing as I should never have let my mother know how much she could hurt me Oof. That took my breath away. That's this is what in, I will say about That line is in this movie. Oof. Why? Why, movie. though? It doesn't earn that. You're like, yes, that's this does. movie takes such a fucking left turn. You're like... I think this is exposing, and again, I don't want to attack, <laughs> but some things going on with you two. Wow. Wow. Okay. And I'm right, buddy. I mean, Paul and I, I had mean, by the way, ideas this, of childhood. I don't know. This movie, this is what I, gets me so frustrated. Like, Fred is doing, I think, jack shit the entire movie besides fucking with her. And then she takes a pill and then goes into this magical world where she's dead. And then Fred's like, oh, we figured it out. What? 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 When nothing came in handy in that world, like, she goes to this magical place. She heals Nothing herself. Came in handy. You mean, she spoke to her childhood self. But wh- she how is that to her earned? inner child by and taking medicine? Her inner child. So if you take pills, you can see okay. your inner. Are child. you want to talk about psychiatry now? And its I mean, usefulness. Like, that is to say, when Harry goes, when Harry Potter dies and goes to King's Cross Station and talks to Dumbledore, right? And then I've he, only seen the play. Oh boy. You know when Scorpius comes in and he says, no, I'm not doing Cursed Child. Um, no, I think, again, that's a, that is a world of her imagination. She is either drugged or she is experiencing that. She is going in and healing herself, I think. That is setting herself free, allowing herself Beautiful. to mature into adulthood. The goal of all therapy, all analysis, all wellness, is not that we give it over to someone else to do. It's that we're given the tools. By the way, to heal this feels like we just tuned in to June's ourselves, TED Talk. To mother ourselves. Yes! June behind a giant poster of Drop Dead Fred talking with one of those Madonna mics. By the way, June, I will, I will remake this movie with you, June. Jason, I will it do would this. be my greatest Boom. honor. Somebody, kill, somebody call us. Somebody call us. We will do this. Great. And now, I, I would play the guy that. who you know fucks why? Carrie Fisher. My issue is with the actors in the comedy, so I'd love to see what? the two of you do it. What'd you say? I'd love to see the two of you do Thank it. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Casey. Yeah. I appreciate that. You're welcome, and I want to give you guys that. And you can, Thank you. You can be the mom. I'll be Carrie Fisher. I think Paul said he wanted to be Carrie Fisher. Oh, you want to be Carrie? Okay, I I'll wanted be the to be mom. Ca- I wanted to be Carrie Fisher's boyfriend who goes, I only had wet dreams. Ew. Yeah. Gross. Gross. But here's the thing. What's here's the thing. Carrie Fisher is fuck Marv. Is that his name? By the way, Carrie Fisher lives on a fucking riverboat. Like the fuck river is that? Condo. 
Riverboat Condo. Riverboat Condo. To me, that's like any woman in the 90s who's stepping out of like the norms of society, who's not married with children, like yes. they're going to relegate to a houseboat. Yes. Yes. You can't be an unmarried woman in your can't. 30s and, and not have made two other insane choices. <laughs> that's it. You, you, it's like, I'm not married, I'm in my 30s, I guess I live on a houseboat, or I guess I fly a helicopter to work. I don't know. It's like, it might as well be any of that. I was yeah, obsessed was the with the houseboat. But I loved, too, that Carrie Fisher is like, tells Phoebe Cates that sex can last all night, and Phoebe Cates is like, I didn't know that. What was going on with her and Tim Matheson? Like, what was that relationship? How long were they together? Why did they meet? Why did he settle for her? Because she doesn't seem to have any of the things that he... Why did he settle for her? She's literally How one of the most beautiful you? women How I've ever seen in my you? life. He why, so fucking why lucky did he to be settle her. for her? Matt, he's you're, a, Matt, you're a Charlie apologist. He's got, he's got Annabelle. Annabelle. Bridget he's Fonda. got Annabelle. Bridget Fonda, who seems so with it. So normal. Bridget Fonda, uncredited Ugh. cameo, did not take the credit. We are... <laughs> well, I'm here's so the... happy. I'm having genuinely so much fun. I do feel bad. I feel like we've been at a 20 collectively yeah, for the I'll, entirety of the podcast. Yes. I have sweat through all of my clothes. I, I feel exhausted. <laughs> I have a blinding headache. <laughs> I apologize to everyone. I apologize as well. Ooh, so wow. coming in hot. So today. we talk about like what was going on though, because I did think it was a weird thing, and I thought it was intentional that all that these two young women in the film were with much older men. Like, what kind of what were they kind of showing there? I thought that was an odd choice. Well. <clears throat> Listen, there's, there's a lot of problems. I think it's actually, to return back to why so many of the imaginary friends are male, I would say, and why so many of the little girls have male and, and little boys have male imaginary friends, I think little girls simply can't imagine because they haven't seen representations of women behaving badly, representations of women doing uh, what they should not be doing. And so they're actually imagining men doing it, boy characters. That's why little girls, when they write stories, usually don't cast the hero as a little girl. Representation matters, you guys. <laughs> so, so, so wouldn't you argue that Drop Dead Fred would be better if it was Drop Dead Frederick? No, yeah. I think it was realistic. And I think it was showing that she didn't have a paradigm for... She didn't have any modeling for her curiosity and her... Okay, I have a question, June. I'm genuinely wondering this. If, if Drop Dead Fred was around to kind of show her how to be bad, how come it didn't take when she was younger? Right. It, it and then did. you had to come back. It, it, what do you mean? It, it took in the sense that, like, she was acting out as she was, as her parents' marriage was failing, as things were happening around her that she was uncomfortable with, that she was acting out and acting out and acting out until at such a point that her mother was, gave her such a threat that she had to literally, she boxed up all that was her kind of, her id-driven personality, what was acting out, what would have become whatever, uh, a grown uh, uh, adult's point of view. But she took a fake thing and boxed it up. She yeah, didn't do it. She anything. repressed that part of her is because, what it is. So Fred came back because when she of had like the break trauma, with her because of trauma and okay, grief I and loss. That. 
she, I think she Casey's coming around. I just no, want to know. I just said I understand that. I think she repressed a lot of stuff, and that's that. why I, I think, think the end is better than the movie needs it to be. Like, I feel like the end is like you leave the movie and go, whoa. What? That was what I was watching? But it doesn't, like, the first hour and 20 don't lead up to those last 20. Or maybe you weren't listening and watching as closely as you should have. I'm sorry it wasn't spoon-fed to you guys. I just think... I just like to be entertained at the end of the day. And as I do felt, I. I hear what you're saying about these messages. I just didn't feel any entertainment. Like, I am, would, am I supposed to feel empowered by a woman who is almost 30 taking a booger out and wiping it on her boyfriend's face? Like, you go, girl. Great point, Paul. Well, wow, you're real hey, mature hey, now. Paul, is that you empowered? <laughs> you go, you go, girl? That's empowered. That's 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 a yes, is, queen. I stand with Paul. But I mean, like, what? That like, is that cool? Is that like sick? Yeah, it's like, wouldn't you want her to do something that, like, does she have to be a child to yes, be an does, adult? Yes, she does because she was trapped in that moment when her father left, when her family fell apart, when she took that on as her own fault that her dad and her what male was? figure... When she internalized the blame that her mother her laid off. It was a little bit her fault. I agree. Wow. It was I agree. not now her fault. I understand. I the father was a bad Wow. Paul. You are shaming We are raising children together. Wow. I am deeply concerned. This show will lead to divorce. We should have saved this for the last show on the tour. No, no, I... I, oh, I missed I, the Meghan Markle one we did last time. <laughs> I thought that there was an issue with the way that their relationship was set up because the father was kind of didn't want to parent. She goes, what do you know about parenting? And he's like, oh, left. That was, I thought, a pretty shit move on his part. But he was like, I don't want to reprimand her. I don't want to do anything. He didn't want to take responsibility. The mom's in there working her ass off, trying to make sense of things. She's I like, agree with that. don't fucking mess up the kitchen. Don't I, put dog shit on the fucking... Listen, yeah, I'm a but that's mom. what's beautiful sure. about this movie. I, I believe that as abusive as Marsha Mason is, that she's also pro- a product of her own upbringing. She's also a product... She needs a friend. Yes, she needs a friend. Wouldn't she the, needs to be a friend to herself. Wouldn't it have been better was, if Drop Dead Fred became her friend at the end? Agree. How? I you want an adult to have an imaginary friend? A That's what Phoebe Cates says. No. Hey, Phoebe Cates has her you own. Made us watch. Phoebe Cates didn't get an imaginary friend as an adult. It's the same imaginary friend from her childhood. But then he goes off and works with somebody else. I mean, sort of. I mean, yes, but I think that's it's for the movie. movie. It's a movie. <laughs> Let's talk about this guy, though. The, the mother institutionalizes her in the home and keeps her, like, drugged into, like, nonsense. Hires a nurse. Now, She's fucking I could out argue, She's fucking dangerous. I could oh, here argue, comes June. Here comes June. I could argue that her mother... <laughs> is oh. that Phoebe Cates as a little child is her mother's friend. 
her own version of Fred because she is projecting so much onto this child about her own self. What? This mother is so upset by this little girl causing a mess because she can't handle well, the I think mess the mother's whole thing is about control. I think Absolutely. the mother is exerting control on all elements, the rug, the carpet, the this, the that. Phoebe Cates, Phoebe Cates' life, Phoebe Cates' right. marriage. But when you sign on to parenting, you have to accept And you do sign paperwork, you right? Ha- you must. A lot of paperwork. That guy you behind the 7-Eleven was strict. I needed to give this, him three forms of ID for those that kids. This child is outside of me, and you have to release that control, which is why it was so hard for her to be a parent. She wanted just to connect with it. She's alone. She's trying to do everything. No, no, no. She's a She's single mom. Un- she is basically undermining her own daughter to Charles. To, she's going behind Phoebe Cates' back to Matheson being like, you got to get her back. You got to take me back. Like acting not in her daughter's best interest, but in what she believes is best for the daughter. But she, she was says, trying to help. Thank God she got her that haircut. <laughs> I don't right. disagree about I think about we're the all nerd. saying the same thing about the mother, which is ultimately hurt people hurt people. Wow. <laughs> okay, end of story. <laughs> Let's, um, let me just drop a little bit of information on you guys. Um, I'm not surprised that you two like it because this is actually written by someone who wrote another movie for How Did This Get Made, a movie called Hurricane Heist. <laughs> Boom! Yes. Same- I don't remember that movie. <laughs> Uh, this movie was also shot in Paisley Studios, which is Prince's Studios, where they shot uh, under the under the Cherry Moon, Cherry the Moon, and Purple Rain. It's the only non-Prince movie shot there, and apparently Prince would hang out on the sets at night when no one was there. After hours, like After just Prince hours. hanging out yep. in the dark, dead Fred, Fred house, which are the most ugliest sets. But I did want to talk about this boyfriend because Fred is often um, cutting him down, going, he's a girl, he's a girl, he's a girl. And this boyfriend... Again, Phoebe Cates is saying that, but go on. And also, uh, yeah, go ahead. But why would Phoebe Cates be saying he's a girl? Wouldn't she be like, oh, this person actually cares about me? (laughs) Self-hatred. She has self-hatred? She doesn't seem like she has that. And also, she is... She has internalized misogyny. And she is, she is conditioned to choose the Tim Mathesons of the world, yes. the dicks, the people that treat her poorly, that she doesn't know. She, her own mind is, when presented with a good option, undercuts that option and cuts it, doesn't even make it look appealing to her because it's, she, her picker is like conditioned by, I'm assuming, her mother to be like, Charles's, 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 only Charles is what we do. But this guy, I would say, if you say that Phoebe Cates needs help, she is seriously depressed. This guy, I think, also Ron Eldard. Yeah, he was yeah. standing yeah. on the tree branches outside of her house. Yeah, he he is he is that on a whole other weird. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, I thought it was really weird. I thought it was really weird. There was definitely listen. I loved this movie uh, thematically. I loved a lot about it, but there was a bunch of nonsense in this movie. I thought it was weird that he bumps into her and is like Elizabeth, like from like. From 25 years ago? Oh, like I, that was no. You don't recognize somebody with that much time in between. But he never fell out of love with her. Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe that's it. But he also said, "I got divorced here," and it seemed unclear, like as if he said, "Like, oh, I just come here to visit. This is where I got divorced," <laughs> or "I just got divorced today." 
Um, he, let's play a little bit of their romantic chemistry here. Are we going to see the dinner oh, scene? no, Mickey <laughs> Fart Pants. Who let him grow up? Go away. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 look, don't apologize. I love being with you. I love the way you cut your hair. I love the way you sink houseboats. <laughs> God, look at him. He's still talking about love. Oh, he said you should be a girl. <laughs> you know, some people believe that you really never, ever fall out of love. <sighs> look, this isn't like when we were five. We're grown-ups now, so piss off. I'd like to know more about the grown-up Mickey Bunts. Okay, I... Well, uh, I know how much you... And you pause the scene and you pull out and you're in an insane asylum together and they're eating on steel plates. And it's the same fucking scene. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. He looks more dead in the eyes than she does. This is a dead well, in the eye. Well, this off. is before he becomes a paramedic on ER. So, like, I think for him, for him, he's like, he's not sure where he is yet. You know, he's lost. He's he's lost. He's you could, I guess, you're. Yeah, he's movie lost is, as well. He's, this movie's arguing that because he left when he left, and his childhood love for her was interrupted, that there's some element of freedom that he needs as well. His ro most romantic line to her is at the end. He goes, "Hey." You got a lot of options in your life. I'd like to be one of those options. Bestill my heart. Hey, you know wow, what? Wow, you'd like, like to be one of the options. I like I like that he's letting her know he's available and she can choose. He's not forcing himself on her. He's not saying I'm the answer to all your problems. I Believe also think me. he's one of the few people who saw her childhood self reckless, you know, um, Mud pies. And he liked it. And he liked it. Yeah. And that's what he's responding to. So Phoebe here. Cates still makes that, that mud pie for dinner, but has no recollection of it. She goes, Oh yeah, drop dead friend. <laughs> She's fucking creepy, man. <laughs> Casey, how dare you? Casey? More, 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 You know what, genuinely, the part I loved of the movie was right before Fred came leading up to it, it was like the first 13 minutes, I thought, this is like a fun kind of like working girl, weird, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, like a fun premise that led to just such insanity that I thought it could have like built more. It was just such a freight train of insanity. I wouldn't have minded, I agree in the sense that I wouldn't have minded more rules. I wouldn't have minded knowing, how it, rule. knowing yeah. how it worked more. Like the gladiolus, he's bouncing around yeah. like a, a green ball. He's yeah. in every the time, thing. Every time she sneezes, he flies away. And I like, agree. Why? Well, that's just fun. I think that was like, <laughs> yeah. But she's not, he's not affected by any other movement of her Besides that, I all, I agree. Like stuff like that's where I mean. Like there could have been more rules. We like could have understood that. Like with a Freaky Friday, the rules are terrible, but they're so clearly set up. They're yeah. instantly like, okay, but this, I was like, I feel scared. What's happening? I, I, I don't disagree in that sense. Like, there was fit, like, it, it worked like Fight Club, like you said, Paul. I thought that was a good example because, in retrospect, you understand that all of the physicality that Brad Pitt performed, right. Ed Norton performed. You know, right. Ed Norton, in the eyes of everybody else, must have done it. And you have to presume the same here. Any physicality that Fred is able to do or able to exhibit is done by Phoebe Cates. We just don't get a chance to see it. Wait, so Phoebe Cates is looking up her mother's dress? Phoebe yes, Cates. Paul. 
When they come home and there's a note from Charles to her that's da 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 da, yeah. who wrote that note? Fred. <laughs> of course not. Phoebe Cates wrote that note. No, that's what I'm saying. Guys, she's moving. not that outwardly insane. People would Is have dragged she? her out of the party if she was lying under that dress for that yeah. long. By the way, that party was fucked up. Who has a wine-tasting party? Like, drink, spit, like, ew. Like, like I get that as, like, a wine Who has that? The guy that you guys love has that. At least he has something He's going on. He's a guest. Um, no, I but that's what I think. I do think I agree with you. You guys are forgetting. You both are forgetting. Stop yeah. pointing Get him, June. Get him, June. What it is to be a child. Yes! To be curious. Yes! To be wondering. To be messy. To be... Yes! Angry and sad and all of it. This to be story all is about grief and trauma and the power of one's imagination! Here, again, I love everything you two are discussing. I would love to see that movie. You yes! did! You saw that movie. You just didn't your, open your eyes enough to really. You see saw it. the rough draft. You of know that what movie. I feel bad for? I feel bad that you guys saw a movie through the eyes of adults. Yeah, I think that's what happened here. That's what I feel bad for. I feel bad that you guys have forgotten how to look at a movie through a child's eyes. <laughs> I saw the movie through Annabella's eyes, <laughs> and she's a woman I could get behind. She's not gonna go back with Tim Mathers, and she's like, you know what? I don't Honestly, like who's says the name of the woman they're sleeping with that much when talking to her. No, Annabella, no, Annabella, Annabella, listen, Annabella, wait, Annabella, you've got to listen to me, Annabella, everything's working out with Lizzie, Annabella, Annabella, listen to me. Now listen. I felt like like they just kept the camera rolling on him, and he was like, and no one's on the other end of that phone, like, Annabella, Annabella, that's all I know. The only <laughs> scene I really took issue with was that only. reveal. Yeah, I just felt like the writing was a little sloppy there there in that one, in that part, in just that part. April because I felt to- like it could there could have been a better <laughs> reveal for her to find out that he was still with her and not just over here by peeking Just an door. accidental sneeze that shot him over a wall that happened to be in a loft, I guess, where the walls didn't hit the... Okay, sure, architecture, weird, prince, whatever. Uh, <laughs> like, that's what happens. And then her big moment of triumph is dumping a salad, which you could totally tell as an actress choice. Like, Tim Mathis is like, don't put soup on my fucking head. Give it the salad. I'll take that. And don't put dressing on it either. I, just, I want an easy Wow, you guys really identify with Mathis. They really did. You're like, you're out here in the world being like, don't put mud on my pants. Don't put salad on my head. Don't criticize me for still sleeping with Annabella. You know what? We're out here representing the Phoebe Cateses yes. and the Freds who are just trying to be horny weirdos living in the world. Yes. I don't mean to speak for you, Drew. By the way, I I believe it was April who pointed out that uh, Bridget Fonda is wearing stockings, so it would be very hard to see if she was wearing underwear or not. I thought the same thing, but I thought they're sheer. They're sheer. And then also, why would you you not wear underwear or stockings? Sometimes you do. Sometimes sometimes you you don't. don't. Well, That we can agree on, June. (laughs) (laughs) Today's podcast is brought to you by 
Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the news? Well, you are not alone. Listen to Love It or Leave It, hosted by former Obama speechwriter and comedian John Lovett. As a former White House staffer, he is no stranger to political chaos. But don't worry, that doesn't mean he's keeping a cool head in today's chaos-filled news cycle. Far from it. It is the only show where you hear Golden Globe winner Greta Lee give award-worthy readings of listener mail and Kathy Griffin go off on all things MAGA. Hold tight to your sanity and listen to Love It or Leave It wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go into the crowd and see what you all have to say. Um, I would love you to tell me your name and what team you're on. Are you Team Fred? Are you Team Mom or Team Fred? What do you think, Team Mom? Or, what, you, you, what is it? T- is it Team Fred and Team Mom? Who, who would be the best way to do it? No, because to just pit Fred against everyone, just like Team Sanity okay, or team Insanity. Sanity or team Fred. Fre- yeah, Team Fred, or I guess Team Fred or Team Mom. You said that. And because, that's and right. So you're okay, I'll stand behind the mom. I'll stand the behind mom. the mom. That's you wild. You two really want to stand that's behind the mom. Wild. That's what he said. He's saying he's Team Paul. Mom. I do too. Wow. All right. This Ma'am. Is wi- this is wild. Ma'am, your name, Team Fred, Team Sanity, and your question. Uh, Jeanette, Team Sanity for sure. <laughs> Jeanette, not cool. Not cool. I'm like, we're enemies now. If we accept that Fred is Phoebe Cates, why as... If we accept it? If we accept it. The, let her imaginary, finish. You're let saying her if finish. we accept the actual premise of the movie. Yes. If... Adult oh, Jeanette, we are so feuding. <laughs> who is very clearly sexually active with her fiance. Why is Fred's only concept of sex pigeons stomping on each other? Like, she's doing that as an adult, right? Great I think because question. she is sexually repressed. Yes. Phoebe Cates, as a grown woman, is sexually yes. repressed. Yes. So she never touched his dick. I think she's she touched his because dick. He's like, that's oh, what is that? By what? the way, Paul, is that what? your definition what? of a woman coming to God? What is happening? What is happening? What are we doing? What is this? What are we doing? This is irresponsible. This is outrageous. I'm so disturbed that you just said that. We can't live like this. What I was saying was... Fred seems so shocked at seeing a penis. But Paul, no, what you're saying, what you just said... Yes, June! Yes, What you just said and implied is that for her to be fully sexually awake in her own body... Yes! The only way we would know that is if she touched a dick or not? Yes! 
No, no, no. Do not put words in my mouth. Team Fred, Team Fred, Team Fred, Team Fred, Team Fred. Do not put words in my mouth. All I was saying was the way that Fred reacted to sex and looked at sex was not Phoebe Cates's like it was, she's it totally was a child's child's view of sex so he is stunted so he is phoebe cates as a child even though phoebe cates has lived a life and we've seen flashbacks where she's all over him every morning yeah and shaving him yeah which she was doesn't so shave weird. him every morning yeah Seems that like, was the thing every morning this is what they shave do him every morning and Team, she's all over him every morning. That, that's um, a, that would be a wild routine. <laughs> Ma'am, your name, Team Fred, Team Sanity, and your question. I'll hold the mic. Um, Ronak, and I'm clearly Team Sanity. Um, Paul, so, I know you are somehow sussing these people out. Yes. We need another like, what's Team going Fred on? question it's after It's not this. hard to find them. There's one but person trust, over here on your side. I don't trust Paul's picking. Me I neither. think you are selectively I'm choosing. I'm picking great people. The questions have been oh. gangbusters. Okay. We'll get to the balcony in a second. Um, I've been balcony, saying, you better represent. I have a question specifically for, for Jason. So at one point you said, uh, and I paraphrase, that Fred is the physical manifestation of her id, of her most primal instincts. That is basically the premise for Big Mouth. And I, what I'm asking is, how do you not understand that these people live in a separate plane when you are in a show that is also based on that very premise? Bam, 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 and Jason is down! And Jason is down! I think you have, I think you are mis, uh, misrepresenting, the, you, you, it is not an equal uh, comparison. Not I think at all. Big Mouth, I'm also on Big Mouth, by the way. Yeah. June uh, also on Big Mouth, and you're great on it. Um, um, I think, they, and I think you, those, in the Venn diagram of those two shows, I of course think there is overlap, but Big Mouth posits a world in which there is a, um, a Monsters, Inc.-style uh, infrastructure for the hormone monsters. Multiple kids can see the same hormone monsters. There is a magical realism it's to totally it that they different. all participate in. And I think that this those are not imaginary friends. Those are not manifestations of each kid's thing. Those are people that come to those kids to help guide them through puberty. Fred is an imaginary friend, and I think, I think we can all agree a child's imaginary friend comes out of their psyche. It does not come and is not imposed on them. An imaginary friend is not given to a child. A child manifests imaginary friend. Uh, do we all agree with that? Can yeah. we agree on I that? Because I am concerned that maybe By we the way, don't. Yeah, not enough nice. people are clapping. Not enough at all. I think I'll, I'll agree I, would at say, all. I would say that yes, but this movie doesn't posit that. Wow, this is the most divisive movie in how did this get made history. Team Fred. Yeah, it is problematic to have a team sanity, and I put that in quotation marks, member asking for questions from Team Fred. All right, why don't you hop on you up know and what? get up there? June, we should have a rep out there taking <laughs> questions. I'm just saying. <laughs> it Both doesn't of you feel are afraid, right. You're afraid to come I up I just here. know they'll try and touch me. All right. Because that's what yeah, Team Fred do. 
Honestly, we know we know how many Team Sanity members are in the audience. Few. It's not safe for us out there. Yeah. All right. And ma'am. the Team Fred people are going to try and touch our boobs and butts. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, these are this is the T-shirt. So we need to make two T-shirts here. One that says Team Fred and one that says Team Sanity. That is it. That is right. That's got to be it. All right, ma'am, your name, your team, your question. Uh, Amelia, I'm Team Sanity. Uh. <laughs> and my question is really for the Team Fred people, I guess. You're saying that Fred is Phoebe Cates. But then... Yeah, we've at- said it a number yes, of times. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, but... People are so struggling to comprehend. But at the end, there's another little girl who has drop dead Fred oh, as talk her about imaginary this again. friend. And Phoebe Cates cannot see him. But right. it's, still dropped, it's still drop dead Fred. So he has transferred to another child. So yes. yes, yet you're saying so, that she came up with him. How do, you, how do you reconcile that? Great question, team sanity. So, so then you're saying... This movie is not a movie about imaginary friends that represent the psychology of the child that they are with. These are imaginary friends who just cycle through children and do shit. Yes, yes. That's and, the and Monsters, you know Inc. I yes. What? Yes. Yes. No, no, no. And I want you, you to examine that. Are Sit down. Sir, I want you to examine sir, this. You're simpletons if that's what you think. And honestly, then why it are you what? Then oh, it can't oh. be based on her father. Then it can't be based on her what? father. No, that's what are you talking about? Why are wow. you centering Fred and not Phoebe Cates? Yes, this is the story of her, not it's uh oh, the movie the way, is not called Drop Dead about- Phoebe Cates. It's called Drop Dead Fred. It's his journey. You're representing it's the patriarchy. Journey? We are toppling it. Ma'am, your and name. And first of all, let's get into that moment with that little girl since everybody's so troubled by it. We don't see <laughs> that it's Fred. We don't know that it's Fred. I'm sorry, it could we be do. a projection. Wait, what? It do. could be a what? projection of Phoebe Cates assuming it's Fred. No, we no, do. Phoebe Cates I, can't I see him. June, June, they showed us other friends in the psychiatrist's office. They're just as capable of showing us another friend with no, that little girl. I'm going but do to, we see Fred with we her? We do. We Where see Fred. He? Here's the yes, thing. Yes, we Here's okay, what I'm going to say. Even know. I didn't see him. Here's what I'm going to say. That's because I'm Team Fred. The last image of the movie is the creepiest image of all time. It's a freeze frame on a girl like, like This image. Oh, right. That's when I him. cried. That's when I cried. We did see him. But when I realized that Fred was going to help another little girl who was in but a split house. But you're just house. proving your own point. He's going to go on and help another friend because he's not from her psyche. Oh he's God. just a fucking weird ass guy. Guys, guys. Guys, do we live Paul, in a... I'm putting my yes. I'm putting uh, my finger up to you, Paul, and I'm holding it. That, I believe, I will agree, that muddies the, I still think it's a story of an imaginary friend, but I think the movie allows in a bit of magical realism at the end so that Phoebe Cates can feel as though yes. they, that other young girls going through the same oh, struggle. Oh, doesn't know. And honestly, that's what elevates this movie. Yes! That moment elevates this movie. It's How not just much? about, listen to me, Paul. It's not just about her own journey. It's about a, a political statement and her looking at other young girls who are coming up after her. And she's thinking to herself, I've got to live as I rise. That girl's just as fucked up as me. And she's happy and relieved 
that can another just, little girl is not in a prison of like expectations. And can she's I just say something, Jim? Can I just say something? Isn't it more powerful though than at the end if she saw it was drop dead Fred and she's like, now cool, because then she'd be like the best stepmom because she sees drop dead Fred. No, that's you've misunderstood the movie entirely. The, she she needs to let go of that. That's inappropriate to still have an imaginary friend as an adult. To not have integrated those components of yourself into an adult psychology. It's but I'm inappropriate. Just saying, I'm not saying that he has to work with her, but she could acknowledge that it exists. Wait, sorry? Where are like, you? We like cannot like, see you, Paul. Sorry. I'm up in the balcony. Um, Say it again. Uh, but I was saying that, like, not that he's going to be with her forever, but just that she could see him because they had, like, Why a do you need that? Great question. Why do you need Great that? Great question. I'm That's saying, your need. I'm just Phoebe saying, Cates it? doesn't need to see him anymore. Because what Phoebe Cates has seen is herself. You mean when but she made out with Fred? Fred? But clearly Fred's like, I'm not, I can't be separate from her. I got to fucking jump the closest I can. I'm going to jump to that dude who I think is a lady to his kid, so in the off chance that Phoebe Cates is around, I'll still get my juice and I can look up her skirt like a fucking perv. Like, Fred doesn't let go of her. I disagree. Fred, Fred, Fred could go anywhere. You know, in, that whole scene, in that whole scene, Fred is only paying attention to the new little girl that no, he's helping. He looks at her. He doesn't? Yes. I want to pull it out. I, I didn't even see him in that scene. I, I think... So you no longer see Fred. You no longer see Fred. All right, our oh, personal I'm in a full body sweat. Uh, ma'am, your oh. name, your name, your team, your question. Uh, Alyssa, and honestly, at this point, I have no idea. <laughs> I've gone back and forth so many times. But, uh, so, continuing on with the little girl, like... Phoebe Cates, in the very beginning when Fred showed up, he's like, you're not happy. I can't leave until you're happy. So he shows up to little girls who are unhappy and Thank in you. psychologically abusive households because that mother was psychologically abusive. No, with she the, wasn't. I don't think, she said, I don't think I love you as much as I used to, to a five-year-old. But he was there, but he was there before that. That was the end. Like, like she, because where did she pop up? She popped, like, that's the end of the relationship. My, um, my question is, is like, so the, he can only be there when she's unhappy. He even, Mickey or Mikey, the guy, he remind, like, reminded her, it's like, oh yeah, he would show up whenever your mom was especially, like, herself or a mega bitch. And so now I'm kind of thinking like, okay, so drop dead friends with his little girl. Is he a psychologically abusive person? Great question, June. Okay, that's a great question because June, this, what bothered me about the movie, and I know you guys love this aspect of like Fred, you guys are acting like Fred comes in and is just like silly and crazy and messy and pushing the limits. No. Fred is so fucked up. Like, it's not Here's what I, I want to be very clear about this. I am saying that Fred represents what is fucked up about growing up sex, death, grief. Loss. These are the things he talks about: pooping and puking and sex and yes. fucking. I would and argue that Fred is a representation of the horror of being a body. Or a I, I'm dead serious. His fascination with boogers and 
well, these are all and things- all of that stuff that he is a full representation of the horror of being a physical body in space. I think he's also representative of a thing like of the kid things that you're supposed to either be leaving behind as you grow up or the things that are scary to you as you're a kid and learning about them. So you're obsessed with boogers and farts and poops and all that and making messes and mud pies and all the rest and then also looking ahead and being like what is sex about? What is all this? What does it mean to like feel this stuff or know this stuff about the adults in my life or about my own desires or urges. Um, now listen, Fred, also, I don't think Mickey is abusive. Let's just clear this up. I don't think... Wait, Charlie? No, who's oh, the... Oh, uh, Ron what's Eldardi? his name? Yes, oh, sorry. whatever his name is. I don't think he's an abusive parent, but the child has gone through something traumatic, which is the loss of her parents as a couple. They're divorced. And his look, yes. So, of course, that child has created this other person to help her through this. Right, which is not that... So, she's created the exact same person that Phoebe Cates has, or as our learned audience member pointed out, that when little girls are unhappy, Fred visits them like fucking Santa Claus. Wow. This is so interesting to me. Listen... You know what, again, I don't care. I just wish it was an enjoyable version of whatever we're What's saying. so interesting is, like, it's such I mean, a... And around and around we go. When's this show over? All I'm right, so got... curious that for, every, for, for the vast majority of you, you see Fred as an independent character in the movie he's who like is that. one whose intent is, like... Sexual manipulation and or abuse? Yep, you nailed it. Thank you, Jason. All right, you're wow. name your team. Your that is wild. Uh, my name is Phil. I am Team Fred all the way. Nice. Thank you. And my we're question, losing people. I know. As we go, we are losing people. No. Uh, if you were assigned an imaginary friend in your adulthood, what actor would you like to play them? Great question. Great question. I mean, I got mine. The Rock. Marsha Mason. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Fred himself. The Swedish pop singer Robin? I mean, I would like to spend some time on the, the kiss between Phoebe Cates and Fred at the I'd end. I'd love to. I'd love the to. The goodbye kiss. Because I was, and I've seen this movie a number of times, and each time it surprises me and delights me. <laughs> I just love it because you're not expecting a kiss on the lips. No, you're not. You're not. No, no, I agree. It's, it's off-putting. Yeah, you're not it's expecting it. I agree. It's weird. I didn't find it weird at all. I loved it, and I loved it because it was, to me, her her finally coming into her own as a woman. What I will give you is that it wasn't sexual. It was very weird. He was like, and obviously we have to kiss. She's like, of course, of course. And it, it, it wasn't was... sexual at all, and yet it was a little bit. Is that when you were perfect. attracted to them both? Did you oh, feel I was attracted hey, to Fred several times throughout the movie? June, when you were young and watching this movie, did this movie make an impact on you sexually? Absolutely. I, when I tell you guys I was attracted to Fred, I'm, I was attracted to Fred. I am attracted to Fred. Because I big... like, I like, and I think it is, 
I th- I like a movie that has uh, like young people in it. But see, I think that you guys, it's so interesting. You guys are consumed with Fred being, because he's saying dirty things, doing dirty things, cursing, that he is like a threat or a villain to a child. But really, like, children think and know this stuff, and he's just a representation of that understanding and that curiosity, I think. I think to say... I totally agree. To say that kids... Kids, to, to neuter, if you made this movie now, it would be neutered. It would of be course. just silly jokes, silly jokes. It wouldn't allow for kids to have the complexity of thought to be like, I'm understanding now other stuff about the world. And not to go back to Big Mouth, but that is what I do like about Season Big Mouth. Season three. Is that Season Big Mouth, is that Big Mouth does seek to understand or look at the fact that kids in different ways, shapes, and forms look at all of this stuff and are curious about and are trying to figure it out. Well, but think, it, okay, if you don't see Fred, again, we're, we're saying the same things over and over and we're really screaming them the at each other. But if you don't see Fred as Phoebe Cates and, and a projection of her own self, then of course he seems predatory. But if you see him, if you look a little bit closer, guys, expand your mind. If we do the work June, a little bit. June, I've just had, an under, I've just had a realization. We're never we're not ever going to convince them. Marsha Mason that Fred is real. This audience is Marsha Mason's. Wow. On that... That's it. Thank you. That's right. it. You're all the mom. <laughs> On that, I will say this. Happy to be. <laughs> I finally lost them. Crazy. There is a divide. There is a divide. But now there is going to be one voice heard, and that is a voice of a second opinion. Now it's time for second opinions. This film is one of a kind. Though Fred was more than I could handle But this brought me joy and happiness So for all this, I give it five stars It's from uh, Amazon and I'm going to say that uh, the tenor of our discussion is reflected in these reviews. Um, This is going to be the first time I'll have agreed with a lot of these opinions. Um, This is um, a review that stood out because that is a very capable explanation of Phoebe Kate's psyche. Um, This is Nate Kiley who of course found all these reviews and this is um, Carl J. uh, Schroeder and he wrote... The imaginary friend is cavortingly rude for a reason. He served to push the girl child to do mischief for attention and as a cry for help. Now grown up, the woman has forgotten and is about to lose her soul. So events call for some sort of a literal return of her demon to force the exposure of her pain. The psychic crisis is poignantly realistic. 
The creature who is visible only to the woman is like a poltergeist energy of her repressed self, a problematic ego container to which her powers of assertion and creativity were poured and stored. The movie's resolution is startlingly beautiful. Five stars. Agree. Team Fred. Uh, This is written by Evan M. Title is I Love It. Used to watch this movie when I was a kid. I freaking loved it. I saw it on Amazon and had to have it. It's nice being able to get some of the jokes I didn't catch when I was little. I showed it to my little cousin. She's six. She thought it was hilarious. There are some adult jokes that uh, some would consider inappropriate for children, but kids have no idea what they're talking about and just ignore it. It's really for the adults. Plus, if a kid did understand the jokes, I'm sure they'd probably know way worse. Great movie, good for everyone, five stars. Again, it's not lost on me that agreeing with second opinions is troubling. Like, I recognize that I find myself in a position where I'm like, yeah, I would show this to a six-year-old. I would show this to my nieces. Like, I do bits with my nieces that Fred does, like, getting it. So we had a conversation today, because we have a five-year-old. And Paul had watched most of the movie before I started it. I've already seen it a number of times. And I said, oh, well, Gus can watch it with me, right? And Paul had a pretty terrible reaction to that. It's like, no, he's not going to watch a movie where he goes, that piece of shit. Would you let your five-year-old watch Beetlejuice? No. No. Oh, oh, okay. Not yet. Five is young. Five, five is, is young. I guess five yeah. is young. Five is young. Um, all right, this is from autistic. Would you let your five-year-old it watch a clockwork what, It depends orange. what age you want. <laughs> for unspooled. Hey, if it's for unspooled, definitely. Um, this one right here. Um, He'd be like, what does Amy think of it, Dad? <laughs> all right, so this is one. Um, this is written by Autistic Werewolf. Drop Dead Fred is a movie about growing up as an empowered person, in this case, an empowered woman. The core premise of this movie is that you must take full, responsible, constant ownership of yourself and your life or else suffer the humorous and or disastrous consequences. Now, the next part, all in caps. Enjoy life as a child would. Let go at times. Be real. Stop creating artificial worlds that are cages in which you deposit yourself until death. Step out into the world. Embrace fun and change by the simple act of never living to please others. Help others, love others, but live for yourself and take some time in life to just please yourself because sometimes life is a blast. Five stars. Don't you want... Don't you want to live in that movie? You guys are saying... You, I mean, that's great. That's what I want. Yes. Mitchell Friedman writes, The scene in the psychiatrist's office with the other imaginary friends is profound in showing us how fragile our children are and why we adults should be more understanding of their need for magic and love. Sentimental? Yes. The irony of our modern time is that it's okay to show mean-spiritedness and violence in films. Think of that putz, Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) 
Careful, counselor. Or humor that's based on a point of view of up yours, loser, Seinfeld. But to have humor based on sympathy or feelings of powerlessness and our generalized fears of the world, heaven forbid, five stars. I mean, I don't like the shots at Tarantino or Seinfeld, but like, again, I don't disagree with the message, which is chilling. And then I mean, it's not lost on me. This is very strange to agree so much with the second opinions. And then we end on quite simply one of my favorite five-star reviews I've read. It's a real journey. Jay Reynolds writes this. Title is, You Have to Be Careful What You Tell Them. When my stepkids were 11 and 9, they loved this movie. Stepkids. Yes. And I did too. During one viewing, they asked me why someone would have an imaginary friend. Both said they never had one, and I told them that based on what we're seeing in Drop Dead Fred, children invent imaginary friends because they are having hard times with childhood. They might have sad family problems or mean parents. Inventing an imaginary friend is apparently one way to cope with such conditions. Well, the kids took this information to school with them and spread it all around. Seems like a few of the kids in their social orbits or uh, had or in the past had imaginary friends. So all of a sudden it's rumored uh, in the school that these kids come from abusive or problematic homes <laughs> with bad or mean mothers. You guys are doing this to kids. Children. I'm, listen, I'm not the moron who's walking up to kids and being like, here's, it, here's everything. Children were upset, teachers were worried, parents were outraged, and so forth. Oh, and outrage all, culture. And it all got blamed on me. <laughs> Drop Dead Fred is a terrific movie, but if your kids ask you any questions about imaginary friends, just tell them you don't know. I mean... <laughs> Listen... I don't know what's gone on here tonight. This has I truly, been a roller coaster. I am exhausted and I've lost my voice again, I'm saying. Yeah. I really feel so destabilized by this evening. I'm dehydrated. <laughs> but I just want to point out that I don't think, I think developing an imaginary friend in a child's psyche is the healthiest thing that child could do. I had one. It, you. What? Go on. You bring this up now? Go on. <laughs> What was this character's name? If, if, if this person had one. Or thing. I don't want to get into it. Oh. And then Fair let's enough. not. Let's leave it there, honestly. That but is, by the way, that you had an imaginary friend and are still, still team, sanity team sanity is It chilling. shows how fucking crazy you guys are. When I became an adult, I put away my childhood. Yeah, friend. Paul and I are adults. Maya Angelou, I think. The thing that's so sad about some of the opinions I've heard tonight is this distinction you feel you have to make between your adult self and your childhood self, as though they're not one and the same. As if we are all not the same. We contain multitudes. But I don't, I don't know how to get out of this tonight. I just, I, 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 I want, I, I know, I know. <laughs> I just wanted to give you two facts about this movie before we really sum up, because these are really great facts. This movie is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, 
So this is an IMDb fact, and Nate rewrote it here. It goes, the scene in where Polly tapes up the jack-in-the-box containing Fred was based off an actual incident that happened to a friend of the co-writer, executive producer. Um, apparently, her mother, Gloria, had an imaginary friend when she was a little girl, but the mothers uh, couldn't stand the fact that her daughter had an imaginary friend. It got to the point where Gloria's mother took the imaginary friend and flushed it down the toilet. And this instrument <laughs> traumatized the young girl for years. Yes, it did. That fact is true. That's what happened. That, that's, that, is, that supports Team Fred, I feel like. And then this is um, just a little history of the movie. So the two writers of the film uh, brought it to Disney. They wanted Goldie Hawn to be in it. Um, and Disney said, no, they didn't want Rick Mayall in it. So then they started working with this Dutch filmmaker. Can I in interrupt for one second? They yeah. wanted Goldie Hawn as Fred? Uh, no, I think as Phoebe Cates. Okay, okay, okay. I, I didn't know if because you said they wanted Rick Mayall, and I was like, oh, they did they no, they, no, they didn't want Rick Mayall, so I think it was going to be like... Sorry. I'm so, sorry, I'm sorry. Got so it. then... In instincts should have been followed. So then they brought it over to a different place. There, uh, it, it fell apart. Then, um, basically, they made the film. It gets really ripped apart. Rough cut, like, basically every film studio turns down the movie after seeing the rough cut. The Geffen Film Company was like, it's Beetlejuice. It's a ripoff of Beetlejuice. Harvey Weinstein's like, I liked it, but <laughs> does not buy it. Interesting. Okay. Then they Listen. took it probably Weinstein for the wrong reasons. Is team Fred. Probably for the wrong reasons. Then Robert Shea saw the movie. He's at New Line, and he calls the movie horse shit. Although his partner, Sarah, liked the movie. She's like, oh, Fred's like the comedic Freddy Krueger. And we do the Freddy Krueger movies, and like, since Freddy's ending, this would be a great continuation of a Freddy Krueger franchise. That makes sense. So they bought it, and then they're like, uh, how do we market it? And they didn't know. That's why this movie cost uh, 6.7. Opening weekend made $3 million, and finally came in at $13 million at the end. It came in 81st place. In all the movies that came out in 1991, the top three movies in 91, so Terminator... it made its money back and then some. Sure. <laughs> uh, and and made an enormous impact on an entire generation sure. of people. Movies in 91, Terminator 2, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, <laughs> and Beauty and the Beast. Beat by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Hudson Hawk, Highlander 2. Uh, it beat a movie we did on the show, Body Parts. It beat Nothing But Trouble. It beat Mannequin 2 on the move. And Cool as Ice... So this movie is doing a little bit better, and one of the original taglines, this is the best one, let him out! <laughs> and the other one is this, dishes, relationships, wind. This guy breaks everything. Terrible. I mean, I have some notes on the movie, I guess. I'm not, I'm not, I don't agree with every move, but. Uh... Uh, final thoughts? on the film? I feel like we all learned a lot tonight about ourselves, and uh, we, we, I don't think we got, we circled the drain a lot, we got some places and we fell back. I'm exhausted, I have respect for everyone on this stage. I do too, I wanna say that right now. Would you recommend each and every one of you? I have respect for everyone out here. Would you recommend people watch the movie? No, I would not. Okay. June? Um, or should we end on June? Because I feel like you're the most passionate. No, I, I, <sighs> Listen, I don't know where we go from here. <laughs> so I'm trying to find a way out. I want everybody to get free of Fred. You know? 
But we can only be on the journeys we're on. We, you know, I think this movie provides a really nice on-ramp for a lot of y'all. But we, we are where we are. And I think I met a lot of you tonight where you are. And I'm just <laughs> hoping for the best. And, you know, prayers are up. I'm not even well going well I'm not, I'm not to ask if you're going to recommend this movie because clearly you I think you do. I've said what I've said. <clears throat> Tall, I recommend this movie. I recommend this movie wholeheartedly. I think everybody should watch it. I think everybody should watch it with an open mind if you haven't watched it. Watch it not just from the point of view of a, of a movie viewer in this time right now as if this movie had just come out. Look at it from when it came, from who it's intended for, and what's going on. I think it's really... I really enjoy it. Again... I thought this was going to be straight up trash. I thought it was going to be nonsense. A lot of you think it is. This is not helping. <laughs> this is not it's helping. Really not. I didn't Hi, like that's this. That's the biggest comedic moment saying, in the movie. What's that? That's the biggest comedic bit in the movie. This, I'm not saying the movie is flawless. I'm not saying the movie Are is... Are you saying it's funny? Uh, there, there's some funny stuff in it, sure. I, I thought did, it was funny. I did and think I'm there was funny stuff that. in it, absolutely. Yes. This was not funny. This is this was this a little is, bit funny. What he's when he, to is the this is flathead. like this garbage pail kids level gross. This flathead. is but there is a funny moment even in this where he he brushes his brow, relieved <laughs> that he survived, and yeah. then goes back to realize how wide his face flat. is. It's yeah. it's not unfunny. It, he delivers it. I, I still you know what I'll say. I enjoyed this movie. I think partially because there's still a kid alive in me, and I think that a lot of you out there. I'm sad to say that your inner kid is R.I.P. Dunzo. Jason, you guys and are... And I feel Jason, for you. you're fashioning it like last thing. You know, like, we've all lost our inner child or whatever. I think there's a lot of Fred still with you guys, and it's actually concerning me. Here's the thing. Let you him guys, go. You guys Let him go. Saying, you shouldn't be having You guys are saying go, guys. you agree with the mom and Matheson. The villains so of the movie. And the judge. That's what it, and, and the judge. And the judge. So, great. so that's where you and guys live. And the guy live. that said wet If dreams. you're saying you guys live in that world and I live in Fred world, guess what? I'm living that Fred life, guys. <laughs> Annabella, Annabella, Annabella. Let me tell you this. I recommend this movie not because of the reasons that you just heard from my two co-hosts. I recommend it because this is in line with the Baba Duke. Okay, this is a modern day horror. This is not a coming of age. This is a what the fuck just happened. Tony Collette, amazing in the Baba Duke. Marsha Mason, better. Okay, this movie should be seen. This is an Ari Aster movie 30 years before. Wait, you mean hereditary? You mean hereditary? No, I mean Babadook, but oh. I'm also saying, I'm, I'm also sorry, jumping sorry. over, because Babadook is like a guy who yeah, pops yeah. up. Okay, hereditary, there's nobody getting their head knocked off. Anyway, so, <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, oh, this, I'm just wondering this was if we can wild. get the word out to the podcast listeners before this episode airs that they should see the movie. Yes. Because what I don't want to happen is for someone to be introduced to the movie through this podcast. Because I, I, I don't like what's gone on here tonight. I think I that, agree because I want people to feel sound in their choices at their team sanity. And, and here's not be what influenced. I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to say. I think that this, and I, I've, I've, again, I apologize for coming in so hot for so long. <laughs> But I've and I love each and every one of you. I have nothing but and respect I've for everyone. Nothing but respect. And for the first time, I think in the entirety of this podcast, I will 
try and divide the audience by saying when this episode comes out, please, I guess, tweet at us, Team Fred. Just buy the shirts, Team Fred or Team Sanity, and we will see you on the street, and we will look at you. And, so and here's the thing, I can already tell that Team Sanity is going to outsell, perhaps. You know what? Probably not, because Team Sanity won't buy t-shirts. Because yeah. they're well, too busy putting on their suits yep. and packing their briefcases. We, we will run a poll. We will run a poll on our Twitter <laughs> when this episode comes out. Casey, uh, anything you want to talk about? No, just um, Bitch Sesh, and I'm in a movie called Always Be My Maybe and Black Monday. Thanks oh, for yeah, having me. Guys. There you go. June Diane Raphael. So, uh, season five of Grace and Fergie is out on Netflix right now, and you can also, at your independent bookstores, ask them to pre order a book that I co wrote with Kate Black called Represent the Women's Guide to Running for Office and Changing the World, which will officially be out on September 3rd. And. Uh, and how much of the book is devoted to Fred? Fred? <laughs> oh, uh, 98%. Jason? Um, well, as has been discussed tonight, season three of Big Mouth comes out in September this year. Uh, I'm not sure when this episode will come out, so uh, 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 check that out. Other seasons are on Netflix. Um, and that's about it. Uh, I will say I've been writing a comic book for Marvel called uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys Marvel History that is out in the comic book uh, stores and stands whatever you call that uh, and uh, watch Black Monday and you know make sure you follow us on all the, uh, the social channels a lot of people complain that they don't know when we're doing live shows and we announce it all so follow me follow June Jason's not on Twitter uh, Casey has a you know thing June creates a lot of great content I love creating content. We're having so much fun in our house. We're I doing love so not creating much. content. I'm happy. If I'm to not be creating content, I'm like not alive. Barely. <laughs> I also want to just give a shout out to the person who I saw uh, yesterday, who just drove by me and yelled, "Nice minivan!" It is a nice minivan, <laughs> and I wasn't insulted by that. And I want to. I, I fucking wanna, love my minivan. I want to give a shout it's out to all best. the people who are Price screaming. Price of Pacifica life. Sorry. I do want to give a shout out to all the people who are screaming Geostorm at us out in the world. Yes. It's, not, it's not the worst. And here's what I'll say. I'm enjoying also that people are getting their children to yell Geostorm in videos. Especially if that child is in a storm. So please, make more weird videos of you and your kids yelling Geostorm. We are on tour right now, so if anyone wants to edit together a compilation of those Geostorms, I'll take it. Uh, all right, people. Um, before we go, I want to just say uh, a big thanks to Avril Halley, who cut all of these amazing clips. Uh, Nate Kylie, who did all this amazing research. Cody Fisher, one of our producers. Uh, Devin up there in the engineer booth. Everybody, uh, just a fantastic job all around. The staff here at the Wilshire Ebell Theater. What a great crowd you all you were. Guys, you guys were amazing. You guys, this was a lot. And honestly, I would like to issue an apology about what I said about, you know, when I said people who can't be alone with their own thoughts listen to podcasts. I, or when uh, you said, I don't give a fuck what they think. I know. Here's the thing. Uh, Here's the thing. This has been, a, we've been here a long time. Yeah. We've Tempers been screaming at you for all of it. Our sincerest apologies, but also, fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck you. Thank you, everybody. Good night. You are a fantastic crowd. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
Thank you, everybody. That was our show from the Ebell Theater. A big thank you to Casey Wilson, who is uh, really on the right side of history here with me. We are both Team Sanity. You can actually purchase those shirts right now at tpublic.com slash stores slash HDTGM. Or if you're with Jason and June, you can get your Team Fred shirt. Uh, but head on over there. Uh, they're great looking shirts and you can wear it and people will question, what do you mean if you just have a shirt that says Team Sanity or Team Fred? I love it so much. Uh, a big thank you to Avril Halley, our producer who picked all of our movies uh, for this tour and, and picks all the movies for this entire show. So a big hat off to her. Um, Nate Kylie, who's always getting into that research, doing it up. And why did the show sound so good? Well, it's our engineer, Devin, who just made, it didn't sound like we were in the studio. It was so damn good. Also our producer, Cody, who keeps everything running nice and smooth. Uh, a big thank you to Flanagan, who runs Largo, who produced our show at the Ebell. That staff was amazing. The Ebell Theater was a beautiful place for us to perform. We'll be doing these every now and then uh, when we want to make sure that you can come out and see us. So we do it in a bigger venue. Uh, but thank you to everybody at Airwolf. And we will see you next week for a mini episode where you can weigh in on whether or not you think Fred is in the right or in the wrong or talk to me about your life, your love, whatever you want to talk to me about. I'm here to listen. Give me a call at 619-PAUL-ASK. That's 619-PAUL-ASK. We'll jump in on the mini episode. We'll break it all down all for you next week as we talk about Drop Dead Fred. And we may even have a little surprise uh, for something we want to do in a mini episode. So we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 